The following is an Auburn Network production. You are on the line. Live on ESPN 1067. Auburn Opelika's sports leader. Online at ESPNAU.com or on the ESPN 1067 app. To be on the line, call in at 334-321-1390 or toll free at 888-382-7502. You are on the line with Jacob Goins and Carter Bird. You're on the line here on ESPN 106.7. Auburn Opelika, Sports Leader. Happy Monday, everybody. Hope you're doing well as we are on the final day of July. That's right, July 31st, 2023. This is the Monday edition of On the Line, the show that tells you like it is and holds nothing back. I'm Jacob Goins with you for the next two hours here on ESPN 106.7. Uh, no Carter Bird today. Uh, we will get into that in just a second. Uh, but I hope you all had a fantastic weekend. Uh, boy, do we have some things to talk about today, huh? I think we got a few uh, few conversation pieces uh, that we can get into this afternoon for the next couple of hours. Uh, you had Big Cat Weekend, of course, here on the Plains. Uh, Hugh Freeze and, and Auburn football. Uh, very, very happy uh, on this Monday with the results of Big Cat Weekend. We'll talk about all of that coming up here on the show today. Uh, we'll talk about... Everybody that was here, we'll talk about the guys that committed. We'll talk about the guys that could commit. Uh, we'll talk about the vibes going on right now in Auburn, around Auburn football. And hey, we are 33 days away from the start of Auburn football. Let me say that again. We are 33 days away from the start of Auburn football, just over a month from September 2nd being here when Auburn kicks off. We're even closer than that for college football getting started. We're even closer than that for NFL preseason getting started. We're even closer than that for fall practice getting started because there are schools right now today that started fall practice. And so uh, football is, it's here, folks. It is here. As tomorrow becomes August, football's back, man. Football is back and I cannot be more excited. I hope that you uh, are feeling that way as well. Lots to talk about today. We're going to talk again about Big Cat Weekend. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about all the news coming out of that. Uh, so excited to get into that. It's going to be pretty heavy Auburn football recruiting today, and obviously you know why. Later on in the show, uh, we will talk with Jacob Hillman of the Auburn Sports Network. Uh, he will give us his thoughts on on everything that's going on right now in Auburn football, Auburn athletics. We are, I believe, we're less than 100 days away from Auburn basketball, so that's exciting, too. We'll talk to him about that later on in the show. Uh, but, hey, phone lines are open all show long until we talk to Jacob Hillman. That'll be at 3.30, but until then, phone lines are open. I want to hear from you. I know you got thoughts. I know you got comments. Maybe you even have a question or two. Give me a call. Let's have a conversation. Let's have some fun today. 334-321-1390. That number again, 334-321-1390. And I mentioned already uh, that Carter is not here today. Uh, he is not in not in the studio, and so I am flying solo, so I know I just got somebody calling in. Uh, threw you on hold. I will get to you uh, in, in just a second. But 
Wanted to uh, go ahead and talk about this and get it out there uh, for people to, uh, so that way you know, you know what's going on. Uh, Carter not here today. Uh, he is at home sick today, so we wish him uh, a speedy recovery in his, in his illness. Uh, but today, uh, on, these, on this July 31st, at the end of the month, uh, today was scheduled to be Carter Bird's last day with us. Uh, this was scheduled... Uh, for him to be, this was going to be his final show. Uh, this is a very spur-of-the-moment decision. Nothing bad. Nothing bad at all. Uh, he was given an opportunity to take a different path. And uh, he was able to get accepted into law school. And so uh, we are happy for him. I'm excited for him. Uh, as a friend, as a co-host, as a brother, I'm very, very, very excited for him uh, and what he will be going and doing. And so uh, today will be his final day, but he came down with a sickness over the weekend. So he's going to call in in a little bit. Uh, he's going to call in, I think, around 2.30. I know he wants to talk a little bit of Big Cat Weekend. Uh, not too sure how he's feeling and how much he'll be able to talk, uh, but he does want to give his thoughts on that and, of course, uh, give his final uh, farewells. And so uh, today we will, uh, again, talk Big Cat. We'll talk with Carter about it, uh, but this will be his final show. And then uh, the process has begun. Uh, the process has begun to finding a replacement, uh, finding a co-host. Uh, if you've been with me for a while, you know that I've gone solo on this for a long time. Before Carter, I went solo on this show. Uh, that would have been April of last year all the way until like middle of August of last year when Carter joined me. So four or five months in there where I went solo in this studio every single day. And it was a lot of fun. It was a challenge, no doubt. It was definitely a challenge. But we still had a lot of fun, and I am thankful for, for Carter. I'm thankful for his time and his efforts and, and all the fun conversations we've had in here, uh, the serious conversations we've had in here. We got to break the Hugh Freeze news on this show. I mean, we've had so much fun uh, over the last, what's almost a year now. And so, uh, again, uh, today is his final day. He's not in the studio, homesick. Uh, he will call in in just a little bit, but uh, excited for him in this new chapter of his life. And so when someone is hired as my new co-host, and I again, the search is on for that, uh, you will be, I'll let you know, I'll let you know, but until then, it's you and me. And so wanted to let you know again, he'll call in in just a little bit. But hey, let's talk Big Cat. Let's talk Auburn football. Let's talk recruiting. Huh? Give me a call. I want to hear from you. I know, again, I know you've got thoughts. I know you've got a comment, questions, concerns. I don't think there's many of those. But give me a call, 334-321-1390. We knew going in to Big Cat Weekend, there were a lot of guys here. Right, There were a lot of guys coming. There were some big, big names that were going to be on campus with a potential for Auburn to get some commits. And we were talking about a number on what, I guess, what the expectation for Big Cat Weekend was. And it seemed like three or four this weekend with the opportunity to pick up a couple in this coming weekend Right, this coming up weekend on August 2nd, August 3rd. You look at what happened this weekend with Big Cat, and it went better than anybody expected. It went better than maybe any other recruiting event Auburn's ever had. 
it went better than anybody else outside of this city thought it was going to go. Anybody not wearing the orange and blue, it went better than they thought it was going to go. Because Auburn did some things this weekend that they just haven't done in the past. They haven't done this in the past. The list was massive. We went through it on Friday. There were so many guys. I can't even remember how many were here. Big time five stars in 2024, 2025. There were a couple of 2026 and even a 2027 player that was here this weekend for Big Cat. There were a lot of kids here, and Hugh Freeze and Auburn and this staff and everybody involved in the football facility over there did a fantastic job from everything I've heard, everything I've read, everything I've been told. They did a fantastic job. They did a great job. They treated them well. They had so much fun. They did the scavenger hunt, right? They had all sorts of games and events going on. We've talked about how this is a big weekend for not just the recruits, but their families. I've heard great things about that. Some of them have been vocal on social media. It sounds like that this was a fantastic event that, that went better than anybody could have expected it to. I've got all show to give my thoughts. I want to hear from you, and that's what we're going to do. Let's get to the phone lines. 334-321-1390. You're on the line. Who am I speaking with? Hey, this is Bacon from Atlanta. Hey, man, what you got? Hey, first off, I just want to say shout-out to Carter. Yes, uh, yes. Congrats on the new uh, on the new opportunity for him. That sounds exciting. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're going to miss him here a whole lot. Yeah, I'm going to miss him too. Don't, don't you worry about that. I'm definitely going to miss him. And, yeah, he'll, uh, like I said, he'll be calling in a little bit later to, to give his thoughts and give his farewells. Excellent, excellent. Uh, I just want to say big shout-out to Hugh Freeze. Huge weekend. Not only the recruiting, but, you know, winning your local club championship's a big deal. <laughs> Not many coaches have that. That's right. On which, one, which one do you think he's more excited about? Uh, probably the club championship. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, big weekend. And I, I saw, I don't know if you've seen the news, we got two big Mississippi recruits in town this morning. Mm-hmm. I did. I did and see that. It just it never sleeps, man. Recruiting never stops, right? It doesn't, and it's pretty funny to see that while Lane Kiffin's tweeting pictures of him out on vacation. Yeah, well, that just shows, I think that shows what Auburn missed and what Auburn got, and I think that shows that Auburn made the right decision. And there was a lot of people on the Lane Kiffin train. I was one of them, right? I was one of them. You know that. But Hugh Freeze Freeze has proven me wrong. He's proven just about every single one of his doubters wrong so far. Right, so far. Still got to get on the field, still got to get results. We know that. But so far in his very short tenure here, man, Hugh Freeze has knocked it out of the park. Yeah, it's been incredible what he's done without putting any results on the field yet. And I can't wait to see what he can do once he does. Yeah, and it's crazy what happens when you go and recruit, right? When you actually go talk to kids and visit them and, and, and show interest. Isn't that wild? It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> if only there was a guy from Idaho who could have figured that out. I'm telling you what, man. Well, t- I know this. Hugh Freeze has figured it out. There's no doubt. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I'll let uh, I'll let the other callers tune in, but uh, appreciate <laughs> you taking the time to talk with me today. Yeah, appreciate the call, man. 334-321-1390. Phone lines are open. Give me a call. I want to hear from you. want to hear your thoughts. Um, so much to talk about when it comes to, again, who was here and who Auburn got to commit. Um, there were some possibilities going into the weekend that we were excited about, that we were uh, positive about and hopeful about. 
And I think Auburn did everything they needed to do, right? You had DeMarcus Riddick commit before Big Cat Weekend. I'll talk about a little bit later why that's so important, okay? Why that was so important going in to Big Cat Weekend. Then you make the moves that you did. Plus, you even got, you got a transfer portal commit on the offensive line. How about that? You got a commit from the transfer portal that I don't think a ton of people were expecting, but you'll take it from a young guy that's got four years of playing eligibility left. It was a great weekend in Auburn. It was a great weekend for Hugh Freeze. It was a great weekend for you, the Auburn fans, because I think the excitement that was already there has just grown even more as we're just 33 days away from the start of Auburn football. I'll get into the details when we come back here on the Monday edition of On the Line. Give me a call. I want to hear from you on the phone lines. We'll talk more about Big Cat Weekend and what Auburn was able to do when we come back. You are on the line on ESPN 1067. Call in at 334-321-1390 or toll free at 888-382-7502. Let's get back to the phone lines here on the Monday edition of On the Line, 334-321-1390. Terry, you're on the line. Happy Monday, man. Happy Monday, Jacob. How you doing, man? Doing fantastic, Terry. What you got for me? Great. Jacob, do you know if y'all are going to have the After the Game show this year or not? So we are we are working on that. Are uh, contemplating? It, it's going to be... It, we're going to have something. Uh, it's going to okay. be changed up a little bit with, obviously, with the uh, with the rights now for the sports network. They obviously have their pregame and postgame shows, and so we're working mm-hmm. directly with them to uh, to make sure we keep something that doesn't just go directly with them. You know what I mean? Nope. When does Auburn report for official practice? So Wednesday or Thursday? Uh, they report, I believe, Wednesday, and then uh, we'll get started on Thursday. Now, um, have we heard anything about Jacquez Hunter? Not I know that, that's a university issue. Right. But I thought that was something we here before, right before practice. I have not seen or heard anything, okay. uh, uh, anything more. Um, I am confident that he plays, um, but mm-hmm. they've been pretty, as far as I know, they've been pretty airtight about that situation, oh, as extremely. they probably should, um, until right. it's resolved and until they handle however they need to handle it. Uh, but Terry, I'm I'm confident that Jarquez Hunter plays this season. Now, will he miss the first game? Possibly. I have no idea, but I'm confident he plays this year. Well, and people got to remember it's a university issue, not a football issue. So. Which is exactly what um, Hugh Freeze said at Media Days. What a weekend for the recruiting guy. When's the last time Auburn flipped a guy from Alabama? Oh, man. It would have been a long, long time. Uh, I can tell you exactly. the last time they flipped one from Georgia was uh, was the receiver in 2015. So it's been a really? long time. Remember that recent, it's huh? Been, it's <laughs> been, yeah, yeah. Well, they didn't flip Tank Bigsby or, or the – uh, Owen Papo, right? They just flat out were Auburn because they came from Georgia, didn't they? Correct. Yeah. So, that you know, I'm starting to get a little selfish from an Auburn fan standpoint. I'm like, what about the big offensive line from California? Carter, I think his name was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was here, and I heard great things about his visit this weekend. I, I, isn't there a guy supposed to make an announcement on the fifth? Uh, you got a couple, Friday. yeah. You got a couple guys. Uh, KJ Bolden is supposed to commit uh, this weekend on Saturday. Uh, Jalua mm-hmm. Solomon is is also in that group as well. Yeah, that's uh, that's that's it's kind of it's, it's it's been a long time since recruiting was actually this this entertaining, but uh, he's he's building something for the future. Now you guys can see why I was such a Hugh Freeze guy. Yeah, you were. Hey, from day he, one, he, Terry, you were. He, he was he was proven what he could do, and 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 not only not only can he get the person, he can develop them. That's a huge uh, part of it. 
And then that's that's the, that's the that's the biggest thing because these guys all come into Auburn or wherever university they go to with the eyes of getting to the NFL, getting that big old paycheck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and let's that's be honest, list. they want to win and compete while they're in college sure. too, right? I mean, sure. they they want to compete for for conference championships and make it to the playoff and and have a chance to to win a national title. And that's why uh, that's why Alabama has been so good is because they win. They win championships, and they put the most guys in the league. And so that's why Saban is able to recruit at the levels he has because he has all those things to back it up. Yeah, and why is Alabama and Georgia on Ohio State on TV every week? Because they win constantly, and they win big. Yep, that's right. So people just understand that. And I I just – I I think it's – I think people understand. I'm beginning to realize how far this program might have been down and how far he's going to take us up. I think – I I know it's between the white lines, and I realize that. But you got to be pleased with – I know I am. And people start asking me, Terry, what are you going to gripe about this year? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm hoping, Terry, I'm hoping that Hugh Freeze and this team don't give you too much to gripe about this year. Yeah, me too. Me too. Have a good I appreciate it, Jacob. Thank you. Appreciate it, Terry. Appreciate the call. 334-321-1390. Terry, you you brought up a point that I want to start with. Um, Talking about Hugh Freeze and the fact that, look, Terry has been on the Hugh Freeze train since day one, and you got to give him all the credit in the world, right? He was right because Hugh Freeze has come in and he's done exactly what he said he was going to do. He was going to hit the ground running. He did it since day one that he signed the contract. He saw DeMarcus Riddick playing basketball. He was going around visiting high schools in the state of Alabama. He knew what it took to be successful. He knows what it takes to be successful in the SEC. Folks, he was doing this at Ole Miss, okay? We've talked about it on this program before. You can only do so much at Ole Miss, and yet Hugh Freeze was somehow going over that expectation line. Now, there is still a ceiling on there. You can only do so much in Oxford, Mississippi. I'm sorry. You can only do so much. But he knows what it takes. He's beaten Alabama more than most. And so he knew what it took when he stepped in and took this job, and he's done it since day one. And you saw that this weekend – and even the last week leading up to this weekend with DeMarcus Riddick. You took him, not only did you take him from Georgia, you took him from Alabama as well. And you flipped him because Hugh Freeze went and saw him immediately when he took the job. Auburn was not anywhere near the top 10 for DeMarcus Riddick. And here we are, sitting here on a Monday, we got to talk about it last week, but DeMarcus Riddick commits the first five-star you've had in a long time. Then Big Cat Weekend comes. And again, we knew the list. We knew uh, how, how many big-name players were here. And we knew what the possibilities were for this weekend. It started when four-star Malcolm Simmons committed to Auburn early on Saturday. And we all know what the big one was. Everybody wanted to know what was going to happen with the five-star wide receiver Perry Thompson. Well... He did exactly what Auburn fans wanted him to do. He flipped his long-time commitment from Alabama and Nick Saban to Auburn and Hugh Freeze. He flipped his commitment on Saturday, and I think this could be between DeMarcus Riddick, who him committing before Big Cat Weekend was massive because he's the one that let the train leave the station, and as the weekend rolled on, everybody was able to hop on board. And Perry Thompson was one of those guys. Perry Thompson, as a five-star receiver, it's a lot easier to jump on when there's somebody else who's like you on there. If there's another five-star who's risking his career, not risking is not the right word, but trusting 
his career in the hands of Auburn and Hugh Freeze. It's a lot easier for a five-star to jump on that moving ship when somebody else is on there like him rather than take that first step. And so Demarcus Riddick did that. And then Perry Thompson jumped on board. The fact that Auburn, in less than a week, was able to take Demarcus Riddick from Georgia and beat out Alabama for him, and then flip a longtime Alabama commit to come to Auburn, a receiver nonetheless that Auburn's been desperately needing for years. The fact that Hugh Freeze and Auburn were able to do that, it's a borderline miracle. It's a borderline miracle. It really, really is. Then, out of the blue, you have the Northwestern offensive lineman, Dylan Senda, who said, you know, I think I'm going to transfer to Auburn. Cool. That's awesome, right? Add that to the top. Add that to the list of what Auburn was able to do this weekend. He'll arrive and start practicing this week. He's eligible immediately, and he's got four years of playing time. So he won't be an impact this year more than likely, but you're getting a young offensive lineman that you can build up from the very, very start and build him how you want to. So then where does that take us moving forward? Terry brought up DeAndre Carter, the offensive lineman from California. Heard great things. Heard great things about his visit. Right? K.J. Bolden, who's committing this Saturday, heard fantastic things about his commitment. He said it's Auburn in his top two. Auburn's there. And so now we just wait. Same thing with Demarcus Riddick. Same thing with Perry Thompson. You just have to wait. But the fact that these guys were on campus this weekend, they chose their spot was Auburn, right? Because there was a lot of other places in this conference they could have gone. And they chose to be at Auburn. And we had people asking us last week, well, why would Perry Thompson come to Auburn if he's committed to Alabama? And I said, hold on to that thought. I said, hold that thought. Because this is why. He was going to flip. And he did. He flipped and has jumped this class to what's going to be a very, very good class for Auburn. So you get those guys to commit. What is the impact of that? Well, you got to look at this two ways. You look at the impact for Auburn, and you look at the impact of college football. Let's start with Auburn quickly because I want to get to the other one too. The impact for Auburn is simple. You're getting a five-star wide receiver. You're getting a difference maker, a play maker on the offense. Auburn has desperately needed that at the receiver spot. They've needed that for years. Not saying they haven't had good receivers. Not saying they haven't had guys who could catch the football. But you have not had a Perry Thompson-like player in a long, long time. So getting Perry Thompson on your roster for 2024 where if all things go well, and if all things go as I think they will, you'll have a Peyton Thorne-led offense next year. You're going to have a really good offense. You're going to have a really good connection with Peyton Thorne, then with Walker White, who was here this weekend and had a huge impact on all of this. He's a program changer, folks. Perry Thompson's a program changer. Demarcus Riddick is a program changer. That's who these guys are. And Auburn pulled them both in less than a week. 
We have a lot of time to talk about the impact they'll make on Auburn, but what does this impact and how does this impact college football? I promise you folks, people outside of Auburn, people in this state, people in this conference are taking notice. They hesitated when Auburn hired Hugh Freeze, but they're taking notice now and you better believe it. We'll talk some more about Big Cat Weekend and what's coming up for Auburn as fall practice starts this week. Plus, Carter's going to call in. We'll talk to him for a little bit as well. Stay tuned. The Monday edition of On the Line rolls on. Auburn sports leader. All right, we're halfway through hour number one here on the Monday edition of On the Line, the show that tells you like it is and holds nothing back. I'm Jacob Goins with you in the studio here on ESPN 1067. And uh, as promised, we'll get to the phone lines. My co-host Carter Bird is at home uh, feeling under the weather, but uh, acting as a team player one more time, calling in to talk a little Big Cat Weekend. Carter, how are you feeling, brother? You know, I'm doing better than I was yesterday. You sound uh, better than I, you did yesterday. Yeah, I I felt pretty bad the last couple of days, of course, finding out yesterday that I got uh, I got COVID, so that's why I'm not with you here right now. Uh, but you know, hey, I'm I'm calling in because I want to talk about this Big Cat weekend, brother. Because what a weekend it was. Uh, statements were were made. Uh, I think people, uh, if you look around this conference, man, in the SEC, people are very, very concerned about those Auburn Tigers and what Hugh Freeze can turn them into. No doubt about it. And that's where I was kind of getting into as the break hit and as you were giving me a call. And so I want to let you uh, give your thoughts. I have a lot more to say as the show goes on, but I know we got you for the next few minutes. And so uh, just your breakdown of what you saw this weekend, what we heard, I mean, it just seems like every single person that was here had a fantastic time. It sounds like this was one of the best events Auburn has ever done um even the guys that didn't commit sounded like they had a fantastic time but of course uh with Malcolm Simmons and Perry Thompson flipping and committing to Auburn those are the two big ones that have headlines going across the country yeah I mean Malcolm Simmons guy from up the road uh in Alex City at Benjamin Russell I think he's somebody who's an underrated athlete in this 24 class especially in the state of Alabama uh, I've heard just glowing things about how good of a player he is. I think he is kind of raw at receiver right now. I don't think he's been able to fully focus on playing the receiver position. I think that's going to be something he nails down this year. I think he's going to be a really solid player for him. I think he's got a pretty high ceiling. I think he can make a lot of plays in the orange and blue. Uh, We obviously know about Demarcus Riddick that happened last week. That one was kind of your first kind of earthquake moment of hey maybe the landscape is shifting here in in the recruiting kind of world maybe 
maybe it's not a given that when Alabama and Georgia want a kid, he's going to go to one of those two schools. Well, sure enough, we got around to Saturday and we saw something that you and I had talked about a lot. We talked about it with Chris Clemente. It felt like it was coming, felt like it was coming. Mm -hmm. And you and I had some conversations going into the weekend. I was like, man, I really think it's going to happen uh, this, this weekend. Perry Thompson, Perry Thompson flips to Auburn. And that is just such a big statement because it's been, it's been Abamadu, who I don't know if you saw, congratulated Perry Thompson on his flipping to Auburn. Uh, on his commitment on Twitter mm-hmm. since it's been Abamani the last time Auburn landed a five-star receiver. This is such a huge moment for Auburn because you flip a kid from Georgia, you flip a kid from Alabama, both schools would have taken both in a heartbeat. Uh, a lot of people thought that, that Demarcus Riddick was going to Alabama. You, you, flip him, you flip him to Auburn instead. Go back to Joseph Phillips, a very high-rated high four-star, a guy who, I mean, it wouldn't shock me if he has a huge senior season and ends up in that five-star conversation. Everybody thought he was going to Georgia. And you to land those three guys the way that you did, to build that momentum, says a lot about the staff. It's really impressive. I mean, they're doing something we have not seen these Auburn staffs of the past do, which is, hey, we're going to go toe-to-toe, eye-to-eye with the biggest dogs out there, and we're not going to back down. And we're going to work our butt off, and we're going to win some of these battles, which you have not seen, you did not ever see from Brian Harson. You didn't really see from Gus Malzahn. It's really impressive to watch, and when you see the way that things happen, I mean, the outcry by, I saw one, uh, Alabama Twitter account trying to call the recruits after the Perry Thompson commit commitment, throwing Hugh Freeze into the pool uh-huh. as embarrassing, which is funny to me because it's like this is not like an organized thing by like Auburn fans or players. This is excitement by the recruits on campus, mm-hmm. and you see that bleed through. You see the momentum you've built with DeAndre Carter. I think you're in a phenomenal spot for him. Uh, K.J. Bolden, you've made massive moves in the last three weeks for him. Uh, nice heart. That's somebody, another Georgia commit, that you've climbed all the way back into that picture, and you've got a chance there. Uh, Jaden Perlock, the 25 linebacker, committed to Georgia. Very tight with K.J. Bolden. If you land one, I think you land the other. I mean, this is the momentum we're talking about. This staff's not done. Jalewis Solomon, Auburn legacy. I think that you're going to see the momentum of this weekend carry throughout this week. Who knows? You can land as many as two, three, four guys over the next couple weeks. Uh, Even some guys that maybe didn't make it to Big Cat weekend. You could see some big moves for them. I mean, you saw today, Camarion Franklin, who we thought was on campus last week. He didn't make it last week. He went to Miami this weekend. He made it to campus today for a That's a five-star defensive lineman out of Mississippi. If you land a guy like that, I mean, the sky is the limit for this class. We go from talking about, well, can this staff a few weeks ago, can the staff get top 15? Can they get top 12? Can they even get top 10? Then I think if you land a guy like Cam Franklin and K.J. Bolton, I think you're having a conversation Maybe this could be top five. Which is unbelievable. Which is crazy. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Crazy. 
Absolutely. Because of Absolutely. where because of where this started, right? And I think that's what you have to go back to is what Hugh Freeze took over when he got here. I mean, it was dead in the water, not a single I mean, there, there were very, very few players who were interested, truly interested in Auburn, and most players had written Auburn off because of how they were treated by the former coach, former staff, or not even treated at all because they never had conversations with them. Um, exactly. the, fact, the fact that Hugh Freeze, and look, we're, we're going to preach this, and we may preach it till the end of time, I don't know, but the fact that Hugh Freeze has done what he's done in this short amount of time, given where the class and the situation was when he got here, it's unbelievable. It's absolutely unbelievable. And you're right. Auburn's, Auburn's not done. They're not done. They have other options. They have a lot of momentum. And that's something that I was getting into was, Carter, the vibes, right? The vibes going in and coming out of Big Cat Weekend. I think going in, they were really, really high for people like us that sit here and talk about it. I think it was high for the recruits that were going to be on campus this weekend. I think Auburn football, the coaches and the staff felt really, really good and positive and emphatic about this weekend before it even yeah. happened. And that's only been elevated since it went down. 100%. I mean, we're talking about a week of coming here where I don't know when DeAndre Carter plans to announce. I mean, maybe it's towards the end of the week, but you've got this upcoming Saturday – K.J. Bolden, Julius Solomon, I think you're a great spot for both of those guys. Something that is a great point that I saw somebody make one of the Auburn message boards was all of the discussion around K.J. Bolden. It's, well, it's an Auburn-Georgia battle. Or it's, well, it's an Auburn-SSU battle. Mm -hmm. You got to feel pretty good that the constant between those two kind of narratives is Auburn. And you want to talk about something like that's somebody who top 10 player from Buford in the state of Georgia, one of the powerhouse programs in this country. And not only are you land, would you potentially land him? You land him with Dylan Rayola, the Georgia quarterback commit, the five-star, the former number one player in this 24 class. Yep. I don't know where he's right now. That's his quarterback. And we've, I've already mentioned the momentum that that would bring with her lots. If you land one, I think you land the other. I think you pick up that momentum. T.J. Lindsey, the Arkansas recruit, who's now at IMG Academy. I think you've made great strides with him. I know he didn't make it to Big Cat. I think there were some conflicts with IMG's practice schedule. But I think he's somebody you could see in this class very soon. This class is really starting to take form. We're starting to see the defensive line pick up. We're starting, I mean, the DB class, if you land Solomon in Bolden on Saturday, we need to have a real conversation. I mean, and we know you're in it with Zaquan Patterson. Maybe, maybe you go nuts and land him too, but we'd be having a real conversation. But where does this Auburn DB's class rank in terms of Best DBs classes ever. Doesn't matter the school. Because everybody's a blue chipper. Yeah, it's stacked, Everybody's man. a stud. And granted, do you hang on to, if you go land a Bolton, if you go land a Solomon, if you go land a Zaquan Patterson, do you hang on to everybody? Probably not. But if you're talking about a DBs class that's seven deep and could have 
two five stars headlining it with a boatload of four stars. I mean, that's a heck of a class. And you're looking at this, the receivers class starts to take shape. You've got Malcolm Simmons, Bryce Kane, a couple four stars. You've got your five star and Perry Thompson. You're in it with nine car. Uh, you've got your quarterback. You've got one running back. You're probably going to land another one. Time, the time is on Auburn's side there. Running backs, I don't know if you're keeping up with the NFL, Jacob, but the NFL is sending the message that running backs basically grow on trees. Yeah. So Auburn's got time to find one here before signing day. Uh, the defensive line's picking up. Linebacker, you're in a great spot. Bradley Shaw on campus this weekend. I think you've, you've done a phenomenal job in that recruitment. If you land him, I think you're done. I guess you're still waiting on White Simmons to see what's up there, but I mean, it might be a situation where it's first in the boat gets to go. And then you look at the offensive line, and you know that you're in a great spot with DeAndre Parker. Can you? We know it's a weaker offensive line class for especially Auburn's kind of regional recruiting areas. Mm -hmm. Do you see some people develop over the course of? The, their, their senior season and emerge? Or do you say, hey, you know what? Maybe that's the one place where we can go dip in the portal. We can continue to attack the portal, fill our needs. You pick up Dylan Senda, the Northwestern yeah. signee. I was going to ask who you about I guess that. is on campus for, for, for a bit. I think that that's a great pickup. I've heard great things about him from talking to people. Uh, his, his, I believe his comparison is Joe Thune, I want to say, okay. uh, on two, four, seven, which is longtime NFL player. I think that's a solid one, a solid comp as well. And he's got and four he, years of playing eligibility. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, he's, he's coming in basically as a true freshman. Uh, and I think that regardless of what, however you feel about all the other stuff going on at Northwestern. Kurt Anderson, the offensive line coach, is a really daggum good offensive line coach. And he's done a phenomenal job developing guys into studs. And he he does a good job of getting the most out of guys or finding guys that have that are diamonds in the rough can develop into something very solid. I mean, you look at Rashawn Slater, Peter Skaronsky, his last two left tackles were top fifteen picks. Right. So when you keep that in mind, I think you guys feel pretty good about that addition. It's another depth piece. How about Hugh Freeze from the staff? You've added 10 offensive linemen this offseason. 10! You've got to go back years to find Auburn Land 10 offensive linemen. Shoot, I, I would say it may not like, like, double like, digit offensive linemen. I'm saying, oh, it's never happened in one offseason, but I'm saying to find the last before Hugh Freeze, the last group of 10 offensive line commits. you got to go back like 40 years. Yeah. Yeah. And I and, mean, this is crazy. And we know, we, j we know how, how desperate Auburn has been to get not just quality offensive linemen, but get numbers in the offensive line, get some depth on that position, yeah, man. Bodies. Yeah. Get bodies. some bodies. And I think, and I know that they finally have it. And you just, just look at the offensive line. That's going to walk out on the field in 33 days. It's going to be five new guys that were not on the team last year. Like it's going to be so crazy to see the difference in development 
of the offensive line the development's a word that terry used earlier when he called in that's the biggest thing with freeze i think carter is not only is he recruiting these guys he has proven he can develop players quarterbacks linebackers running backs whatever it may be and if hugh freeze can't do it his coaches can because he's already hired and has some really really good guys on this staff and so uh, i'm excited to uh to to see where this goes uh carter we got to get to a break uh when we come back though you and i'll have a little conversation uh, as we wrap up hour number one and as we also uh wrap up your time with us here on on the line so that's what's coming up stay tuned we'll wrap it up uh for the first hour when we come back you are on the line on espn 1067 Online at ESPNAU.com or on the ESPN 1067 app. Up our number one here on the Monday edition of On the Line. I'm Jacob Goins, Carter Bird joining me on the phone lines. He is uh, homesick today. I uh, was supposed to be obviously in the studio and Carter, I... Uh, uh, I, I let our listeners know at the beginning of the show uh, what's going on. And so for anybody that is uh, tuning in here as we wrap up the first hour, got about four minutes or so uh, that I want to let you do your thing and we can wrap this thing up. Uh, but, Carter, you uh, are taking a new opportunity. Uh, you Today was going to be your last day here in studio, but like I mentioned, you got sick over the weekend, and so uh, you're joining me yeah. on the phone lines for the next couple of minutes. But uh, congratulations are in order for you, sir, uh, for uh, being accepted into law school. And so uh, we know that yeah. you're going to go and do go do great things, and uh, you're going to kill it and, and, and find that next step in your life. And so uh, it's been almost a year that you've been with me, man. It was mid-August last year when you joined, and so – uh, flown by, huh? Flown by this year. Yeah. Uh, but man, what a what a blast it was! And and man, I just appreciate your time. So go ahead and and I'll, I'll open it up to you, man. Oh man, it's been awesome. I'm I'm very grateful for the uh, opportunity to be on the show and hang out with everybody up there at the station and get to know everybody. It's been a lot of fun uh, to talk sports every day and talk Auburn sports more specifically. I mean, I love it. It's a lot of fun. It's been. Uh, great to do it with you and couldn't have asked for a better uh, partner to do it with here these last uh, these last 12 months and uh, yeah it's kind of it's it's bittersweet it's a new opportunity for me to go uh, to law school and everything and so that's what I wish I'd gotten to be there in studio but you know uh woke up saturday wasn't feeling great and figured out it was covid so that's why i'm not there but uh yeah you can keep your covid at your house brother yeah yeah that's that's the uh goal here i'm trying to keep as many people out as possible right now as i uh get back healthy but yeah it's um i've really enjoyed it man and i'm grateful to you and steve and ben that everybody gave me an opportunity um and yeah i mean i'm this is it yeah, well, this isn't a full fledged goodbye. I promise. I mean, I'm, I'll, I'll, I'll call back in. I'll talk. I mean, hey, I I still want to do schedule game and stuff with you and Lance. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm grateful for for the opportunity, man. Um, appreciate it. Enjoyed my time with you. Um, getting to know you, hang out with you, and 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 become friends on this journey, man. And I uh, look look forward to staying in touch with everybody there, and just grateful. So tell uh, tell everybody we got a couple minutes left here. Uh, going to law school, and so 
what what's your what's your plan, man? What's your what are the next steps for you? I know you're uh, literally packing up and moving uh, in the next few days. Yeah. I know you got to get up and get out because orientation coming up. And so, yeah, what what's the next step for you? Well, as of right now, I um, packing up. Gonna move out this week. I've got a wedding this weekend, and then. Uh, it's still a little up in the air. There's a potential that uh, right now I'm going to out to Tucson, Arizona for law school, and there's a chance that it's maybe at one at one of a, another other couple options. But uh, right now the plan is I got this wedding this weekend, and then I'll hop on a plane on Sunday, fly out there, be out there uh, August seventh for. Um, for orientation wow. this this next week and then classes will start August fourteenth. If it's if it's another if it's one of the other two places, it'd be a little easier. One won't be very far away. Same timeline though. Mm-hmm. And the other one I'll I'll have another couple weeks to kind of catch my breath and get set up. And, but yeah, it's a whirlwind, man. And throwing COVID into it all makes it a little more chaotic. Yeah, I bet it does. Well, man, uh, obviously you and I will stay in touch. I appreciate you. I appreciate your services. It won't be the same without you, but, man, it's been a blast. So uh, the best it's of luck awesome. to you, man. Appreciate it, brother. I will uh, talk to you soon. We'll talk to you soon as well. That's Carter Bird wrapping up what has been a fantastic year here on the show for On the Line. Hour number two coming up. You got me for another hour here on ESPN 106.7. Talking Big Cat Weekend. We'll also talk to Jacob Hillman of the Auburn Sports Network coming up at 3.30. Don't turn that radio dial. Hour number two coming up. You are on the line, live on ESPN 1067, Auburn Opelika's sports leader, online at ESPNAU.com or on the ESPN 1067 app. To be on the line, call in at 334-321-1390 or toll free at 888-382-7502. You are on the line with Jacob Goetz and Carter Bird. You're on the line here on ESPN 106.7. Auburn Opelika, sports leader. Happy Monday, everybody. Hope you're doing well as we get underway in hour number two here on the Monday edition of On the Line, the show that tells you like it is and holds nothing back. I'm Jacob Goins with you inside the studio here at ESPN 106.7. Well, if you missed any of hour number one, uh, be sure to go and catch up with the podcast. You can find it one of two ways, ESPNAU.com, or just search On the Line wherever you get your podcast. Uh, We started talking about Big Cat Weekend. We're going to talk more about it here in hour number two. Don't you worry. I've got a lot more to say about what happened this weekend and the momentum. That's the big word everybody's using right now is momentum that Auburn has built and is still building and still carrying into this week. So we'll talk about that here in hour number two. Plus, 
We will talk with uh, Jacob Hillman of the Auburn Sports Network and get his thoughts on Big Cat Weekend. Maybe even talk a little basketball as we're less than 100 days away from Auburn basketball starting uh, and college football right around the corner. So should be a great second hour here on the show. Phone lines are open. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. I'd love to hear from you. 334-321-1390. We're going to get to the phone lines in just a second. Uh, but if you missed it uh, there in that first hour, uh, Carter, not in studio with me today. Uh, today was uh, scheduled for uh, this was going to be his last show um, here at the end of the month. He recently, very, very recently, uh, got accepted into law school, and he is taking a new direction and, uh, and a new life choice there. And so uh, we wish him all the best of luck. He called in during that first hour. We talked a little Big Cat, and then uh, he got to say his goodbyes and his farewells. And so uh, if you missed that, you can go and, and listen to the podcast later on today at ESPNAU.com. But, uh, Carter, I, I know you're still listening, and, and man, I, I appreciate you so, so much. It's been it's been a heck of a ride, man. We've, we've had so many great conversations in here uh, about Auburn, about life, about each other, about everything we love about sports. Uh, it's been so much fun to get to know Carter uh, here in, th- in the studio and outside of the studio as well. And so he's become a great friend, uh, a brother to me, and, and a relationship that I will cherish forever. And so I appreciate him, his time, his dedication to not just this station, not just this show, but everything we do here at Auburn Network, and, and he will be missed. And so I appreciate his time, his effort, and wish him the best of luck moving out uh, for law school. But, hey, let's get to the phone lines, 334-321-1390. You're on the line. Who am I speaking with? Hey, it's Dak. Hey, Dak. How are you, brother? Good, man. What a great weekend, huh? Yeah, big weekend. What you think about it? Oh, man, it was way overdue. Uh, I think it's been – I guess Kevin Steele was probably the last coach that really went after guys in Alabama high schools. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's. I don't think it's the fact that our Alabama high school players don't are not interested in Auburn. I just don't think there's been a whole lot of effort in several years to go get those guys. Well, Dak, I, I don't I think, think Auburn was interested in those players, and that's terrible to no, say. They right, absolutely. And that's why Clemson and Georgia has come in here over the last three to four years and gotten top players. You expect Alabama to get them, but you don't expect uh, places like South Carolina, Clemson, and and Georgia, mm-hmm. and uh, even Mississippi schools to come in here and get some of our kids. So uh, hopefully that's over. Yeah. I hope, I hope it is. Yeah, and, you know, we, we've talked about it before, and several people have made this point, Dak. Um, teams like Alabama and Georgia and Clemson and, and any other school that's come into this state and signed, which have been some of the best classes to ever come through high school football the last few years, uh, they've, taken, right. they've taken advantage of Auburn. They have absolutely no taken advantage of the fact that Auburn has been down, they've been out, and they went through some of the darkest times that I've ever seen Auburn football go through. And you better believe that Alabama and Georgia specifically jumped on that, and they've taken full advantage, obviously. They're winning yep. national championships, and so – yeah, it's you. You said it when you got on here, man. It's long overdue for a big cat weekend that we just saw. Right. I mean, I don't think you you can't even say Barfield days because look at the recruits that end up in the NFL that Barfield right. got here. Yeah. And so this has probably been the the worst four year stretch of Auburn history in recruiting. 
Uh, I think so, and I, I don't even think just recruiting. I think just in, in everything, oh, yeah. man. I mean, you you, right. you know, the fan base was just completely checked out. Uh, the everybody at the university and the football side of things was just completely uh, dis, you know, It was just a disaster, man. That's the only word I can use. That's a, a proper um, description of what's been going on. Right. It's been a disaster. And look, I've I've been watching Auburn since I was born, but there's a lot of people that have watched it a lot longer than me that can speak to this, but. In my lifetime, that's the worst I've ever seen it, man. It's the worst I've ever seen it. I agree. And, look, uh, what about uh, the linemen from Northwestern? I'm surprised that maybe we didn't pick up another two or three linemen from from there. yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, the situation that's going mm-hmm. on. Yeah, yeah. Well, the situation. Every, I mean, everybody's up to speed on on the fact that Northwestern is is just not a good place to be right now, and everybody's flooding out of there. Um, right. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I don't think that Auburn was just fully expecting this kid to to commit. He they, he was considering them, but. I mean, I was sort of surprised to see that he did, and I don't think that I really, you know, when the Northwestern stuff started happening, I wasn't like, ooh, Auburn's got to go jump on everybody at Northwestern, but I'm glad that he came. I'm glad he committed. He's basically coming in as a freshman. He's got four years of playing eligibility, and we know what Hugh Freeze and this staff can do developing players, and I think he's going to be a really good addition down the road. Right. Well, look, you look at Northwestern, obviously they're not getting the top athletes in the Big Ten, but you know that their linemen are big guys, and yep. we need some of those guys. You right better now. believe it. But uh, hey, one other question, and I'll hang up. Yeah. What What did you think about uh, what Tua's brother said at the ACC uh, media day? Yeah, I saw that. that? I, I assume you're referring to a. Uh, he said a a closed name SEC school offering what 1.5 million or something to transfer to their school. Yeah. Um, right. I, I'll be honest, Dak. I don't doubt it. I mean, I don't doubt well, it. There's no. Well, I'm saying it was us. I, I'm pretty sure it was us. Maybe. I, I mean, yeah. I mean, it, it was supposed to have been a done deal. There was. There was. Yeah. I mean, they, they changed their mind. Well, somehow, I mean, somehow they changed his mind. Yeah, there were. You know, there was some swirlings around that Auburn was interested, and it. You know, it, it very well may have been Auburn, or it could have been. Yeah. Uh, it could have been another. It was an SEC school, sure. but. You know, to look at it from both sides, could have been Auburn, and maybe they saw something they didn't like, or maybe they were like, you know, we can take that NIL money and distribute it somewhere else. Or if it was another SEC school, maybe that's what they decided, or maybe he backed out. I mean, there's so many different factors there. look, and I I shouldn't say for sure it was us. I mean, he was no doubt coming here that weekend. It could have, but, you know, another SEC school could have offered him more money, and Mm -hmm. he just didn't want to go to, you know, maybe a Mississippi State or Ole Miss or whatever, or South Carolina, but but I just thought it was interesting, yeah. Uh, you know, because I know, you know, he his plan was to be here that weekend before they changed his mind. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but but anyway, uh, I thought that was interesting. Yeah, but, it was. Uh, I'll just hang up and uh, good talking to you, and uh, we'll we'll miss Carter, and uh, he did a great job with you, and uh, wish you nothing but the best. Yep, I agree, man. All right, guys. Yep, appreciate the call, Dad. Good to hear from you. 334-321-1390. Phone lines are open uh, for the next 20 minutes or so. Give me a call. I want to hear from you. Your thoughts about Big Cat Weekend, what Auburn did in recruiting as they get the four-star Malcolm Simmons. Then they get Perry Thompson, the five-star wide receiver, to flip his commitment from Alabama to Auburn. How about Demarcus Riddick early last week? Flipping from Georgia and choosing Auburn over Alabama 
And then, as Dak was just mentioning, uh, Dylan Senda, the offensive lineman transfer from Northwestern. Fantastic weekend for Auburn. And, you know, in the first hour, I was talking about those guys who committed, what it means, the impact for Auburn. I talked about that. Uh, we know what the impact's going to be of a guy like Perry Thompson, who will be a day one starter, a day one difference maker. Uh, I said that him and Demarcus Riddick are, those are program changing guys. Those are program changers that have committed to your school. And we know the impact that they're going to have on this football team and in this conference. But the impact off the field is something I want to get into. And I talked about this a little bit, and I want to get into this a little bit more. Carter alluded to it as well when he was on the phone with us. The impact that Demarcus Riddick has made when he flipped from Georgia to Auburn and picked us over Alabama, and when Perry Thompson flipped his long, long time commitment from Alabama to Auburn, they made some serious waves in college football. They made some waves in the SEC. And they made some waves in college football, I'm telling you. People, people were questioning when Auburn hired Hugh Freeze. There were Auburn people that were questioning that, myself included. There were SEC folks who were questioning the hiring of Hugh Freeze. There were college football people that were questioning the hiring of Hugh Freeze. And they said, why would you touch that, right? Why would you risk something like that with a guy that has the past that he has? right then the questions were well how is he going to recruit against Georgia and Alabama especially Georgia with back-to-back national championships people asked those questions and they were legitimate questions but Hugh Freeze knew what it took he hit the ground running he signed his contract and he hit the and he hit the road he hit the trail he hit the recruiting trail as soon as he signed the contract he knew what it took and he also knew And he knows what Auburn can be when it's done the right way, when everything is aligned, when everybody's going in the same direction, which Auburn has not had in years. Early mouths on, maybe. Hugh Freeze understood what Auburn could be when everything was going right, when everybody was on the same page and everybody was fighting for the same goal. The last five or six years, there's been so many different agendas and so many different opinions and so many different directions that people want to go. Auburn was stuck. You're getting pulled in five, six different ways. You're not going to go anywhere. But now that Hugh Freeze got here, he took all of that and condensed it and said, nope, we're going this way. Because if we all come together and you get the NIL money and you get the unison and you get the fan base and you get the coaching staff and you get to recruiting, Auburn can be one of the best programs in college football. And I think he knew that when he stepped in the door. He already knew what it took to be an SEC football coach. He already knew how to recruit in this conference. He was doing it in Oxford, Mississippi. He could do it in Liberty. But he knew how to do that when he got here. Now, how has he done that? Well, again, he knew what Auburn could be and the resources that Auburn has. That new football facility sure helps. The NIL money Auburn's getting, that sure helps. His coaches have helped him tremendously. All of them. Every time a player commits or visits, take a look back at a lot of the comments from this past weekend. 
all of these big-time players and every player that comes, sure, they talk about Hugh Freeze and they talk about the relationship with him. But they talk about their relationship with their personal position coach, right? Cadillac, they talk about him all the time. They talk, whether it's offensive linemen, whether it's safeties, whether it's the running backs, right? They talk about their specific assistant coach. And I think Hugh Freeze has done an unbelievable job at hiring guys that know how to do it. He's hired guys that know what he likes. He's hired guys that know what Auburn is good for. And they've hired guys that know how to get it done. Now again, nothing has happened on the field yet. But you got to be feeling pretty good about what the players and the coaches are going to be able to do under Hugh Freeze in year one on the football field. Given what he's done off the field... Surely you can feel pretty decent about what's going to happen on the field this year. But I think to this point, you have to give unbelievable credit to the assistant coaches on this Auburn football staff. I think he's also done it with unbelievably hard work. Hugh Freeze, when he was hired at Auburn, and our our frequent caller Terry talked about this before Auburn hired him, and a lot of other people did as well. They said if Hugh Freeze were to get that second chance in this conference, a chance that he never thought he was going to get again. And he, he'll tell you that. If he got that chance, he would do everything it took to be successful, and he would take advantage of it in a good way. Not a bad way, in a good way. And he would be thankful, and he would work his you-know-what off to make it work and make it happen. And I think that's exactly what he's done. Auburn says they believe in work, hard work, and I think Hugh Freeze believes in that. I think the staff believes in that, and I think all the players underneath them think that as well. And this has turned in to a true revival, and I think that's the word I want to use. This has turned into a revival in less than a year, folks. Less than a year, a revival has been created for two entities. For Auburn and for Hugh Freeze. Auburn has been revived already without even playing a game in 2023. Auburn has been revived when it comes to recruiting. Auburn has been revived in the fan base support, selling out the most season tickets ever. Auburn has been revived in the outlook across college football and in the SEC. People are scared of Auburn now. They're worried. They've raised an eyebrow. They've taken a second look. People are no longer riding off Auburn when it comes to recruiting, and they're not going to do it this fall when the orange and blue walks on the field. Auburn has been revived. We were just talking about it with Dak. Auburn went through some of the worst times it's ever gone through, ever, in the history of its football program. And yet here we are, and nobody's even worried about it. Nobody's worried about what Brian Harson did. Nobody's worried about how Gus Malzahn left this program. Nobody's worried that Auburn was the laughingstock of college football. Because of what Hugh Freeze has done, he has revived Auburn football. And the momentum is through the roof. But it's also been a revival for Hugh Freeze. Hugh Freeze, in his name, in his, I don't want to say legacy yet, but his... His character, right? His personality, everything about him, his family, right? 
We talked to him at SEC Media Days about his family. I asked him that question, and he said the move to Auburn was great. So the Auburn family has been fantastic. They've made it a seamless transition, very easy, very welcoming. This has been a revival for Hugh Freeze because he is now, because of that hard work, he has almost recreated his name and his image, right? Because the last time he was coaching SEC football, it didn't end so well. And that left a bad taste in a lot of people's mouths. But I think early on here, especially for Auburn fans, especially the ones that were against Hugh Freeze being hired, I think they've had that changed. And that's a revival for Hugh Freeze if I've ever seen one. We'll talk some more about Big Cat Weekend, the results, what could happen moving forward. Then coming up at 3.30, Jacob Hillman of the Auburn Sports Network will join us. I want to hear from you, though. Let's get some calls. Give me your thoughts, your opinions about Big Cat Weekend. How excited are you that we're 33 days away from the start of Auburn football? 334-321-1390. You are on the line on ESPN 1067. Call in at 334-321-1390 or toll free at 888-382-7502. I got a few more minutes before we get to Jacob Hillman of the Auburn Sports Network. We'll talk to him a few minutes after 3.30. Phone lines are open. Give me a call, 334-321-1390. I had someone on on the line, but I may have gotten disconnected. So if that was you, give me a call back. I'd love to hear from you. Uh, Talking Big Cat Weekend. Uh, talking just the, the the vibes, right? That's one of the words I've used today is vibes around this Auburn football program outside of this Auburn football program as well. The fact that Auburn did what they did this weekend, uh, I mean, look, I know everybody understands this was a big, big deal. This was a big, big moment. This is, yeah, we may look, there's a chance, folks, there's a chance that we look back in, 15, 20 years, and say this was the weekend that started it all, very well could. And I think Doug Amos of the Max Roundtable was having a very good conversation today when they were talking about Alabama, right? When Nick Saban got hired and he was making the comparison of this Perry Thompson commit or even the Demarcus Riddick commit for Auburn versus the Julio Jones commit for Alabama. That was the big commit for the Crimson Tide. That really started it all for Nick Saban. And I think that was a really good conversation that Doug uh, was having earlier today. And I think he's right. And I think there's a chance you could look back at Demarcus Riddick, Perry Thompson, K.J. Bolden, if that ends up happening this coming weekend. You may look at Demarcus Riddick and say that started it all. But I think this two-week time, Carter and I were previewing it. This two-week window before the week or before the season starts... You could look back on this in 15 years and say, bam, there it is. That's the pull out the red Sharpie, put it in the history books. It very well could be. If things go like you think they could go, if the momentum carries onto the football field and the results in recruiting lead to results on the field, then sure, this two week window could go down in Auburn history. Let's get to the phone lines once again 334 321 1390. You're on the line. Who am I speaking with? James. Hey, James. How are you, man? Hey, I want to piggyback on something you've been saying, and I totally agree. This is the most fun we've all had in a long time. You better believe that. that. drought we had. But also, too, you're right on. We're all in line. We're all doing the things we need to do. Everybody at Auburn needs to be doing it. We all need to be doing the same thing because we 
technically we have to go to war with everybody else to mm-hmm. be on an evil uh, level playing field. And we can be Alabama. We can be Georgia. If we want to be there as a group, we can do it. That's up to us to get there. Yeah, I 100% agree. I 100% agree. Auburn, Auburn has everything that it takes to be a legitimate top five college football program year in and year out. But there's always been something Right There's always been something that has held them back, whether it be a coach that's not committed, whether it be uh, you know, whether it be facilities, whether it be um, uh, fan base not being aligned, like what powers it be, whatever people like to say. There's always been something, right that has held Auburn back from that window of being dominant year in and year out. Sure, you've had the off years of 2010 and 2013, even 2017. but you haven't had that period of where Auburn was just it in college football in a long time, and I think the possibility is there right now. Hey, we do have something holding us back right now, and it's something I wanted to ask you about while I got you on the line. Yeah. Um, so what's the deal with the Under Armour stuff? Because, you know, it seems like everybody's having a hard time getting the sideline apparel for Under Armour. I know our negotiating window to negotiate with anybody starts tomorrow. If I, unless I read that mm-hmm. incorrectly. Uh, we need to fix that. That's the only thing I see right now holding us back. We need to either sign with Adidas or Nike or Jordan or, you know, but we got we got to move on from Under Armour because, you know, I know a lot of people that sell their apparel and they're talking about, like, they can't even get orders sometimes, sometimes mm-hmm. six months later they get orders and it's for stuff like, out of season, you know, that yeah. should it wouldn't have been a season if they had got it when they wanted needed it, mm-hmm. but they didn't get it until it was after it was out of season. Yeah, that's the only thing I really see holding us back right now is the Under Armour stuff. So yeah, I mean, I, you know, I, well, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of I don't know if hate is the right word, maybe dislike for Under Armour around uh, around uh, the program. A lot of the fan base is not a fan of Under Armour, like their shirts. I'll be completely honest with you. Their polos have gotten not as comfortable to me in the past, and I know it's not about that. But when you talk about apparel, when you talk about the team's cleats and their and their socks and everything they use is Under Armour branded, uh, it seems like the dislike for the Under Armour brand continues to grow. Uh, my personal opinion on that, I think Auburn will go a different direction. I don't know that. I have no information on that. That's just a, a gut feeling that I think Auburn will eventually move on from that my personal choice would be Jordan I think Jordan would be awesome I think the schools that have jumped on that um, it it looks good I've heard great things about everything that they produce Uh, some of the biggest schools in the country are Jordan Michigan UCLA North Carolina right I mean there's some uh, Florida is a Jordan school I mean there's some big time programs that are continuing to jump on that that train and and I think some of the athletes in high school and even college are are starting to dislike Under Armour more and more Thanks, guys. Appreciate yep, it. Yeah, appreciate the call. 334-321-1390. Got a few more minutes before uh, Jacob Hillman of the Albert Sports Network joins us. Um, we'll see on the apparel stuff. I mean, there, there's been a lot of uh, there's been a lot of conversation about that uh, in the last what month or so, I would say, um, about that. And again, personal opinion, personal thought. I think Auburn will go a different direction, and they might not. They may stick with Under Armour. I'm not sure. My personal feelings about Under Armour 
their quality has gone down. Does anybody else feel that way? That Under Armour, like the, the fit isn't always there and the quality may not be what it used to be. Um, and I've seen, when I look at Michigan, UCLA, Florida, Oklahoma, that's another one. That's another Jordan school. They're, all their stuff looks really good. All their stuff looks good, right? Their uniforms, their apparel, their cleats, um, their, their fan stuff. I mean, everything that Jordan's produced for college football looks pretty good. And I'd be fine with that. I'd be fine with Nike. I could talk myself into Adidas, but not so much as Nike and with Jordan. We'll talk with Jacob Hillman of the Auburn Sports Network about Big Cat Weekend. Maybe we'll ask him about apparel, what his thoughts are, and some college basketball as well. That's coming up here on the Monday edition of On the Line. Jacob Goins and Carter Bird on ESPN 1067, Auburn Opelika's sports leader. We got 30 more minutes here on the Monday edition of On the Line, the show that tells you like it is and holds not the back of Jacob Goins with you here on ESPN 1067. Well, getting to our Monday afternoon guest, it is Jacob Hillman of the Auburn Sports Network joining us on the phone lines. Hillman, happy Monday. Uh, seems like vibes around this town are pretty high, wouldn't you say? Yeah, you think a little bit. I, I, it was a great weekend on the planes. I, I was I wasn't even here, but I, I could feel uh, just, just how great the vibes were uh, in Georgia. And man, it just really it really was a special weekend for Auburn and Big Cat weekend in Georgia. What were you doing? Let me guess. You were playing golf this weekend. Uh, actually, no. Actually, no. Oh. I, I was just in Vegas and making visiting some buddies. Okay. That, uh, okay. Enjoying the bacon, bacon baseball game. Okay. So. Okay. Well, I actually went to. Uh, I was in Atlanta this weekend. I saw the Braves play uh, Saturday against the Brewers when they put six on them in the first inning, and then the bullpen tried to let the yeah. Brewers come back for a little bit, but uh, the Braves were able to hang on. That, that happens. The, the Braves, the pitching staff is about to be replenished. AJ Minner's back now, and Max Freed's going to be back in the next week, and. And it's the best team in baseball without those two guys. So with those two guys, just the the the, the ceiling is the roof, as Michael Jordan said that one time. And I think the Braves are going to be uh, really solid the rest of the year. Well, Hillman, uh, you are with the Auburn Sports Network, and so let's talk a little Auburn. You already mentioned about uh, Big Cat Weekend. We knew going into it that, I mean, look, Auburn was already off to a great start. You had Demarcus Riddick, who flipped from Georgia in the middle of the week. He chose Auburn over Alabama after flipping from Georgia. Uh, so Auburn was already on on a good trajectory uh, before Big Cat Weekend. The list of guys that were here uh, was just unbelievable. The five stars, the four stars. You had three or four different classes represented this weekend here on the Plains. A couple of surprise visitors as well. What did you see and hear in the results from Big Cat Weekend? Yeah, the results were obviously phenomenal. You, you did exactly what you wanted to do. Uh, this past weekend with, with a couple of flips and even a couple of commitments, one a surprise commitment that didn't really see coming but made a lot of sense. And then you've got a lot of momentum, especially with some of the surprises that you were uh, referring to. 
and, and just everything about this weekend is momentum that for this next recruiting class and even beyond that. Like you said, you had three or four classes represented and and several guys that it was hard to imagine in the last two years uh, had a chance at committing and then eventually signing with Auburn. So it, it, it's just very it's, it's very positive and and uplifting to see uh, the amount of players and the quality of the players that were in in house this past weekend. And again, I think that just that momentum is going to take you through fall camp and through August, and then in September, October, and November, you're going to have these guys on campus for football games and in front of a sellout crowd at every single game. Obviously, most single-season tickets sold uh, in program history. Very limited availability game-wise. So it's going to be exciting when we get uh, recruiting-wise. I'm not wishing away the season, but once we get into December and you're really getting into the nitty-gritty, it's going to be exciting to watch uh, who ends up on the planes. Hillman, what does it mean for Auburn to, to do this in the first time in what seems like forever? You flip Demarcus Riddick from Georgia and you beat out Alabama for him. And then Perry Thompson, the five-star wide receiver, he flips his longtime commitment, a dedicated commitment to Alabama. And he, fl- he flipped from Alabama to, to Auburn. What does it mean for Auburn, not just Hugh Freeze, but for Auburn to get those two massive wins against your two biggest rivals? Yeah, I think I look at also the, the the fact that Auburn hasn't even had two five stars uh, signed to the program. Of course, neither of these guys are signed yet, and they're just committed, so you've got to keep pushing the envelope. And, and you feel pretty good about those guys based off the way they committed and how and what they said. But uh, Auburn hasn't had two five stars in a class since 2019 with Owen Papo and Bo Nix, and it's been even longer since Auburn had three five-stars in the class. I think it was back in 2013 with three defensive linemen, Montrevious Adams, Carl Loss, and Elijah Daniel. So having those two on board this early with a lot of momentum for other guys, it's a huge deal. And, and, and to flip those two guys from the schools that you did, I think it was. A, I think Coach Freeze and the staff came into this recruiting cycle. Obviously, December and January were all about uh, this upcoming season, the 2023 class, and finishing that up and making sure you, you put a competitive program on the field this year and with some little bit of 2024 recruiting. But ever since then, I, I do think it's been about uh, an intentional game plan of, all right, how do we generate the most momentum possible? And th- you did just that this weekend. The buzz of recruiting this weekend was Auburn, and uh, that's going to continue throughout this cycle, I think, because there's so much more room for Auburn to add. I think uh, – up to 14 commitments now, might be 15, 13, plus or minus a few. Uh, Auburn still has a lot to gain in this class and already in the top 20 uh, of, of, of classes. And you're just looking to keep climbing, get into the top 10, and, and maybe even try and push for more. But even if you don't, it's, it's still a very, uh, so far, successful recruiting cycle and uh, looking to add to more. So I think flipping those two guys from those two schools really does show an intentional game plan that this staff put together and, and executed. Hillman, uh, we the term that I've used a lot today is the vibes, right? The vibes around the program, mm-hmm. the vibes around the fan base, and even the vibes around everyone else in the SEC and college football. The, the vibes here at Auburn are 
they are excited, they are motivated, they are confident in in what this program is and what it could become. Uh, they're obviously having a good time. You saw after Perry Thompson committed to Auburn on the Instagram Live, all the recruits picked up Hugh Freeze and they threw him in the swimming pool. I mean, it doesn't get any more exciting than that, getting to throw your head coach in the pool, huh? Yeah, I think, that, I mean, and hey, I don't even know if all those guys are technically committed to Auburn, but it's just funny to see those guys that, no, that happened, and, and all the excitement just just built up, and that's what it led to. It's, and it's a, it's a fun moment. It's obviously not the most important thing that happened this weekend, but it's still something you look at. And it's an indicator of, uh, of where we're at. And, you know, the vibes can always be high, especially in the offseason. You're not losing games, and, and, and the worst that can happen is you, you lose out on a commitment or something like that. But, you know, it's easy to move move past that and put your target on the next uh, on the next on the next target or recruit. So I think that it's something that you can really take into account, but it's also something that you just have to use to, to keep moving, keep chugging along in this recruiting cycle and, and next guy up. But also, obviously, as I said, none of these guys are signed yet, so you have to make sure you keep them on board, which I, it's hard not to feel pretty good about uh, where you're at with a lot of these commits, and uh, especially the way that uh, guys like Walker White are recruiting for Auburn, and he's he's still going to his senior year of high school. I I just think that, especially when you you mentioned out uh, the rest of college football, I think outside of the SEC, I think the I think the SEC is what it is. But outside the SEC right now, college football, I mean, it is it's kind of wacky right now with the realignment going on, and I, I would say that every conference and every team doesn't really know what uh, what the future holds. For, for them in, within their conference because I, I would say the SEC is the only conference looking to add and no risk of – I guess the Big Ten probably wouldn't lose anybody, but it, it's still just you never know what's going to change in the next week. And uh, I think the SEC is kind of locked in right now. So, yeah, it, it definitely is interesting to see how it, it's just it's just rolling along here on the plains and everywhere else it's, it's a little crazy right now. Jacob Hillman of the Auburn Sports Network, who joins us every Monday here on the show. He's on the phone lines with us right now. We are 33 days away from the start of Auburn football uh, on the field in an actual game, that is, in fall practice beginning this week, uh, Wednesday and Thursday, reporting and beginning practice. Uh, Hillman, what are what are you looking for in these first couple of weeks of fall practice? We know about the quarterback battle. Uh, we're waiting for some receivers to kind of separate themselves, uh, a very new-look roster for this Auburn football team. And so what are you looking for over the next couple of weeks in fall practice as we approach the start of the season? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's hard to take too much away from fall practice just because obviously you're hearing it from the internal program. And, and, and the thing is, is you just want to hear about progress and, and guys improving because, again, I mean, they've only had a few practices in the spring so far under Coach Freeze and the staff, and there's still a lot of guys that got added between then and now. So, uh, I think just just hearing that the team is is getting better as fall camp goes on that that that's the most important thing you want to hear and, and and obviously it's uh it, it's just something different because you don't know anything about a lot of these guys you do have some guys returning like obviously the defensive back room is, is I would say the most uh, experienced group mm-hmm. on this team but then the the polar opposite your offensive line uh it, who knows who's going to be starting there? And uh, it could be it could be four newcomers, maybe even five. Probably land in the middle at four or three. And I, I just think that hearing about a lot of those newcomers and them 
improving and finding their footing in, in offense or defense. Uh, that, that's kind of what you want to hear. And, and obviously you want to hear about specific players stand out, but uh, I don't really, it doesn't really matter who it is at this point. I think that's kind of the point. When, whenever there's a new coaching staff, anyone has a chance to really excel and prove themselves and get on the field. So uh, we'll just see who it is when we get to game one against UMass. Jacob, do you know what uh, do you know what yesterday was? Do you know what yesterday marked in a timeline of Auburn athletics? I know it was July thirtieth, but I don't know. You're going to have to tell me here. Yesterday was the 100 day mark. I know we got a lot of momentum with football, but yesterday was the 100 day oh. mark for college basketball for the Auburn Tigers when they opened up with Baylor on November seventh. I know you get excited about some college basketball too. Oh, you, you were right about that. It's just, you know, today was, yesterday was probably the worst day for the 100 day mark to happen with Big Cowlington going on. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah, no, that, 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 that is very exciting. It is. And so uh, I want to ask you about basketball really quick before I let you go. What, uh, and again, I know it's hard to, to look past football and don't want to wish away football season by any means. Right. Uh, but with us being less than 100 days away from this Auburn basketball team, we just talked about the new look Auburn football team. The basketball team's going to be a completely new look, too. you got a couple of guys coming back, Janai Broom, Jayla Williams. But, man, Bruce Pearl and company, they, they put in the work in high school recruiting in the transfer portal. They absolutely did. And, and it's going to be exciting to hear about this team as, as the fall goes along, and, and especially when we get closer to that game one against Baylor. And that's what I think I'm excited about, is that Auburn is testing itself in game one, going to Stewart Falls and, and playing this Baylor team that, was the national champions a few years ago, still is a uh, prominent program in the Big 12. And, and it doesn't stop there. The entire non-conference schedule is loaded. Virginia Tech is the ACC opponent, and, and, and there are plenty of other teams that uh, are confirmed to be playing. I think Indiana and Atlanta, USC comes to Neville Arena, and, and so on, so on. This team is going to be challenged in non-conference. And, and I think in the past couple of years, you get one or two of those games, but – I, Coach Pearl almost made it up to a point to go get a team from every single major conference. I guess technically the Big East, um, you didn't get a team. But from the other four, you did get a school to play and, and really test yourself and, and your team's ability. So I, I'm excited to hear about this team and, and what these guys, uh, how they grow. And, and you're going to find out very soon what they're made of in the non-conference schedule. Jacob Hillman of the Auburn Sports Network. He joins us every Monday here on On the Line on ESPN 106.7 at 3.30. Hillman, as always, brother, appreciate you. I appreciate your time. Looking forward to uh, working with all of you guys over with the Auburn Sports Network as we get closer and closer to the first Tiger Talk show, which will be on Wings 94.3 coming up in just a couple weeks. Yeah, that'll be on August 24th at 6 o'clock Central until 7 o'clock, and uh, it's going to be an exciting time. Coach Freeze, uh, uh, we'll join Andy Birch and Brad Law, other special guests. It's going to be a fun time, uh, and it's going to be fun with Tiger Talk, especially when it's at Baum Howard's and everyone can come out and, and support it and, and see their uh, see their football coach and, and some players as well. So uh, we're excited for that this season, excited to work with you guys as well. Well, let everybody know where they can keep up with you and everything you guys have going on over the Auburn Sports Network. Yeah, follow me on Twitter at Jacob Hillman AU. Follow at AU Sports Network. And also, hey, quick shout Go at aubtix.com and get your kickoff on the plane tickets. Uh, starting at $25 for the UMass game. And come see the start of the Coach Freeze there at Jordan Harris Stadium on September 2nd. So those tickets are going fast. You better uh, hurry up or else you're going to be out of luck. 
Yeah, you're right about that. If you want tickets, you better jump on it right now. Hillman, as always, man, appreciate you. We'll talk to you next week. Yeah, I appreciate the time. War Eagle. That is Jacob Hillman of the Auburn Sports Network. Again, joins us every Monday at 3.30 here on the show. When we come back, we'll wrap up the uh, Monday edition of the show, uh, get my final thoughts on on my time with Carter being done, uh, and, uh, and what we can expect moving forward after what was a crazy, crazy Big Cat weekend and what could be another crazy week in Auburn football recruiting. If you want to call in uh, and join me for the final segment, I'd love to hear from you. 334-321-1390. We'll wrap up the show when we come back. You are on the line on ESPN 1067, online at ESPNAU.com or on the ESPN 1067 app. Wrapping up the Monday edition of On the Line here on ESPN 106.7, Auburn Opelika Sports Leader. Big thanks to Jacob Hillman of the Auburn Sports Network joining us on the phones as he does every single Monday. Uh, if you missed that conversation or any other parts of the show, uh, be sure to catch the podcast. Go and catch up with that, ESPNAU.com, or just search On the Line wherever you get your podcast. been a great show today. Um, it was a show that... Uh, was it, it still has been what was going to be bittersweet. Um, Carter, uh, my co-host for almost a year now, uh, Carter Bird, uh, today was supposed to be his last day here in the studio. He has uh, taken another opportunity, got accepted into law school, and so uh, it was a late acceptance and was able to uh, to get in, and so we're, we're proud of him. I'm happy for him. Um, uh, the, the only problem is it's a very quick turnaround for him. Uh, he is having to pack up and move this week and get ready for orientation next week. And so uh, we wish him the best. And again, his, his services and his time and his commitment uh, will not be forgotten. It will not go unheard. Uh, he was fantastic for with me, man. We, we've had him and I have had so much fun. Um, and it sucks because he was supposed to be in the studio today uh, for his final day, but uh, caught COVID over the weekend. So uh, I told him to stay home <laughs> because uh, I cannot afford to get COVID. So, uh, yeah, I told him to stay home. He did call in in the first hour uh, at 2.30. And so uh, we got to talk a little football some more and then uh, let him, you know, say, say his farewells and stuff. So if you missed that again or any other parts of the show, uh, be sure to go and catch up with the podcast commercial free right after the show today. Um, but again, just a big thank you to Carter and, and everything he's done. It, it's been it's been so much fun talking ball with him, talking life with him, getting to know him outside of this studio uh, and build a friendship that, that I think can last a long time. So, uh, Carter, if you're still listening, man, I, I know you are. If you're listening, I appreciate you and your time uh, and all the best to you and, and your wonderful girlfriend, Rachel, as well, who's who's become a great friend as well. And so uh, the best of luck to the, to the both of you, and, and thank you so much for for what you've done. I uh, got a, a few minutes here before uh, before we get out of here. Bill and Dan will be on right after me here on ESPN 106.7. Brian Matthews will join them in studio. Uh, they've got a lot to talk about uh, with Big Cat Weekend, but want to wrap up my thoughts on all of this. The question now, right, we can be excited about Perry Thompson. We can be excited about Demarcus Riddick. We can be excited about all the good news and all of the good feelings coming out of Big Cat Weekend because I did not hear one negative thing about Big Cat Weekend. Every single player that I heard from or saw give a quote, it said they they all had great things to say. Everybody had good things to say. And again, I know the coaching staff was feeling good going into it. I know they're feeling good coming out of it. 
But the question in college football, in sports and really in life, well, what's next, right? What's next? Where do you go from here? Well, I got about a minute to tell you that. Where do we go from here? K.J. Bolton commits on Saturday. He picks on Saturday, and that would be just another massive addition of Demarcus Riddick, Perry Thompson, and K.J. Bolton. All five stars. Auburn hasn't done anything like that in a long, long time. They haven't had a five-star since 2019 with Owen Papo and Bo Nix. That's where you go next. You continue the momentum, right? On the recruiting trail, you carry this momentum. You keep hammering home that Auburn is on the way back. Auburn's on the way up. And Auburn's a place that you want to be. If you're one of the best players in the country, Auburn is a place you want to be because you can build a legacy and you can, re- you can build your legacy and you can rebuild the Auburn legacy. And I think that's something that a lot of these kids are starting to realize they want to do. Fall practice starts this week. And the first game, we're 33 days away, folks. That's where you go next. Keep getting the big ones. Get on the field. Get some results. And I think Auburn fans are going to be pretty happy with what happens over the next couple of weeks. That's it for me in the Monday edition of On the Line. Stay tuned, though. Bill and Dan coming up on the drive from 4 to 6 here on ESPN 106.7. We'll talk some more about Big Cat tomorrow, plus some news going on around college football. You don't want to miss it. 2 to 4 right here on ESPN 106.7. Until then, Carter, I love you, brother. Thank you so much for your time and for your efforts. Until tomorrow, stay safe. I'll talk to you later.